0: they may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty but they like to talk about cardiff city it's the view
1: from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny a jubilant episode of the view from the ninny and as we have two games to talk about Two wins, a lot of goals. Ryan Wintle got two of them. It's all gone really weird over here at the View from the Ninian. But we're back and we're happy. I'm joined, as usual, by Ben Price, Tom Phillips. Ben Price, how are you?
2: I'm very well, mate. How are you?
1: Good, thank you. And Tom Phillips, how are you?
2: Yeah, I think jubilant is the right word in a very, very good mood
1: jubilant indeed two games to talk about before we get into those games though uh please we have a favor to ask if you haven't already done so please can you vote for us in the football content awards um uh for 2023 and they have a section on their website for podcasts uh, you can vote for us in the best football podcast uh, in the football league section if you go to our twitter page twitter.com forward slash VFT ninian uh, You can see it in our pin tweet. There is also a uh, link in our link tree, which is in our bio, that just does the tweet for you. So all you have to do is hit send. It's as simple as that. Every vote counts. Uh, we don't even know if we've got a chance but it'd be nice to have a nice night out um, at the awards and maybe win something. Um, right. Talking about winning stuff, let's go to the first Cardiff game to talk about tonight, Ben. And that's Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. Um, a late, late show at the Cardiff City Stadium, but a 2-1 win for Cardiff. Um, let's start from the start. Um, Bullet made a few that's, changes. That's start Well, you know, we could start at the end. We could work backwards on this thing. <laughs> um, let's start at the start. Yeah. <laughs> um, bullet made a few changes to the team um no Callum Robinson uh, Jamalou Collins started Callum Adeyoba was pushed up into a more advanced role were you surprised by the changes or do you think they you know they were they were coming under bullet
0: um
3: i think it's just nice to see that Collins is in a place where they're comfortable to start him i think that's a huge plus because i really rate Adeyoba but he's not a left back like it's not an option we should be having long term if we want to kick on we saw all the problems we had on the left hand side last year so just seeing JC back and playing quite well, to be honest, thought he did all right. Um, yeah, it was a really good thing. And a doubter forward's always going to be more positive and create more chances for us. So, wasn't expecting it this early, but I think that's a real big bonus that he's at a stage or JC's at a stage already that he's ready to play ninety minutes.
1: Um, despite that, Tom, we started the game quite slowly, um, and it, it's becoming a bit of a theme. Under bullet, and I, I'm not trying to criticise him with that. I think it's just new team, new system, new ways of playing, new players being integrated. There's there's, there's something new on almost kind of a weekly basis. So, um, do you, you know we'll get onto the Birmingham game, which seems to be almost like the complete opposite to that. But what do you think needs to change under under bullet when it comes to starting games? Are we too nervous? Are we too unsure of ourselves? Are we still figuring things out? What is it that's that's slowing us down to start with?
2: I think that game was two cagey teams who were worried because they hadn't got a win on the board. I think you could see that w- you know we were a little bit nervy with the ball, so was Sheffield Wednesday. Then we kind of grew into it a bit. Um, I don't think it's anything to worry about. And like you said, we move on to the Birmingham game and we seem to have moved on from that. So I think we just needed to make sure we weren't conceding early in that game. I think we, we were worried, I think, about breaking a team like Sheffield Wednesday down. We worried about breaking down those teams who are around us in the league. You know, we look okay against those teams who are above us. We look good on the break, but it's the breaking down the teams like Sheffield Wednesday. And we eventually did that, so I don't mind a kg start as long as we don't end up a couple of goals behind. the early does that's when panic stations hit.
1: Um, despite the slow start, Ben, um, if you look at the stats, um, over five hundred passes. Oh no, over four hundred passes in this game. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, dominated the possession around sixty percent. Dominated the chances. Um, you know it might not look like we we we're starting games well and it might look like at times that we're we're kind of um you know a bit cagey a bit nervous but the stats show that we're starting to dominate these games doesn't it and it's it's a nice change from the past couple of seasons where our average passes have been 15200 all of a sudden we're evolving into a team that are, are knocking the ball around aren't we
3: yeah we knocked about brilliantly at times there's some real good movement off the ball we're still i think lacking that cutting edge and that might take a while to come but it's it's dominating the ball with purpose which is something that I think we need to do um, and that looks like a lot more I think like under Steve Morrison last year it was a lot of passing a lot of moving the ball around but it was very sideways with no intent at least with this there's a sort of you can see the sort of plan and what they're aiming for they're knocking about creating the space looking for those chance for people to run into um, and yeah I think as time goes on if we keep with that level of possession we'll start creating a lot of more chances and things will start coming
0: good.
1: Yeah. Um, Tom, obviously we won the game 2-1, but we, we have to talk about some of the chances that we did miss. Um, I think there were a couple of moments O'Dowda had um, was threw on goal at one point, missed the chance, Mete missed his header. Um, it might come, but it, it does feel like we need to be more clinical as a team, don't we?
2: Yeah, definitely against these teams who are going to like sit deep against us. I think the O'Dowda one, that was a great chance to make it two. And I think that almost kills the game off really early doors because, you know, Sheffield Wednesday are really in the doldrums at the moment. But, you know, it'll come. I think like we're still, like Ben said, I think we're still not creating that many chances. But the more we play, you know, the type of football we're playing, the more we keep the ball, the more we get in these advanced positions, then the better we should get. You know, we're a squad who's not used to getting in these positions. You know, we, we were, you know, going through games last year, hardly having a shot on goal. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll come over the next few games and we'll start to take our chances more and more. Um,
1: let's talk about the first goal, Ben. Um, that man, E.K. Okbo scored again. Um, I still don't really know what kind of player he is. Is he a target man? Is he a, a channel runner? Does he get in behind the defence? Is you know, He does everything, but he doesn't seem to do any of it particularly well. But he scored another good goal and you can't argue with his form, can you?
3: I think he's just an old-fashioned striker, isn't he? He's just in yeah. that box and will just get goals. Um, he feels a bit like Sorry Cabo without the bicycle kicks at the moment to me. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you because Cabra, you know, when people were clamouring for us to sign Cabra again, I was like, I don't really know what Cabra did apart from score those goals.
3: Yeah, he scored massive goals and that's what Oppo did, has done so far. Um, I don't think they're particularly pretty players. They're not very, oh, I don't yeah. say technically gifted because they're, they're quite good. They're, they're clearly do something but it's I can't quite work out they they seem quite well Ugbo especially at the moment still despite scoring three goals seems the easiest person to drop if a striker comes in you're not sort of going oh but they're doing that like he he scored three goals but if Kiefer Moore comes in or another striker came in that sort of got a bit more potential instantly I'm thinking well they start ahead of him it's a really weird thing to think about with someone that scored three goals in what four games to me, to me, that's unfair, right? Because you sign strikers to score goals, don't you?
1: And if Ugbo's, yeah. you know, got, he's got, I think he's got three goals, one assist in the games he's played so far. Obviously, he scored a penalty against Colchester in the um, the Carabao Cup as well. Surely you just keep him in until he, until the goals dry up, even if we sign someone like keep more. all. Tom's nodding, but Ben, I'll come to you first.
3: I don't know, because sometimes I think Ugbo, at the moment, I don't work out, I can't work out where he's playing, because it felt like he was playing out wide on Saturday, which really confused me. Um, but
1: uh, yeah, he played out I wide. He
3: I know, but it doesn't seem like he did a lot out wide. It, it feels like a really strange play to him to play when he's scoring goals when he's in the box. So there, there's obviously tactical reasons why he's doing that. But even if he is scoring goals, it, as bizarre as it sounds, he seems really easy to drop at the moment. If it because I think a player like Kiefer would bring other players into the game as much as everything else.
1: Tom, you were nodding along when I was saying that you can't drop a player who's scoring goals. Is there anything you want to chime in with here?
2: Yeah, I think at the moment, look, I, I think we all kind of thought he'd be the flop after the signings we made. But, like, the difference between him and the other players, we've got other players in our squad at the moment who are causing problems, but I've, haven't got that kind of touch in front of goal. He seems to cause zero problems for most of the game, but we will... <laughs> you know, score that one chance. So I don't mind having him in the team at the moment. I think he's kind of like a luxury you want up front when you've got other players who are creating around him, but it relies on that. I think you, in in games where we're creating very few chances, if he gets one, it feels like you'll score it. But the problem is if you need someone to battle, to win ball, to bring other people into the game, yeah, then maybe you do drop him. But at the moment, I think keep him in there. Like, You're going to do more harm than good by dropping someone who's scoring goals. When you know goals are a premium for us last year, we seem to be scoring quite a few this year. But you know, I keep him in there. I I don't think you can drop a player in this form at the moment, even if you do, even if you can't see what he really offers outside of that goal.
1: Um,
3: Ben, do you want to fight him? No, I think it's fair point. It's a good argument, well well put across.
1: And that's that's this is the podcast in a nutshell. We're all friends. We all get on. It's diplomatic. (laughs) Um, Tom coming over to you you twat Um, it did feel like we did (laughs) need a second goal um, to kill the game off it wasn't coming Sheffield Wednesday had a little bit of pressure and obviously with a player like Barry Bannon um, even though he's got a shit hairline he will pop up with a decent goal from time to time Um, I mean you have to mention it it was a great finish by him wasn't it
2: yeah and I don't think we did a lot wrong, to be honest. I think there's no. still players trying to get out to him quickly. They just didn't quite get there. It was just a great he had finish. three
1: players around him. He just
2: found an angle. Yeah. And like, yeah, he had that one corner, like that side of the goal to aim at and he, and he found it. And he's done that time and time again, fair play to him. He's a great footballer. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I watched it back thinking we might have fucked it up at some point, but we didn't. And, yeah, we gave them a bit of territory. You know, they put a bit of pressure on us, but we, it felt comfortable at that stage. And I think that's why I felt like such a gut punch when I went in. But we but we reacted well after it. Um I think we'd get on to it. Like the subs and stuff that came on. We kept out of them. Some of the subs felt weird at the time. I think when we mm. didn't take off some of our star players, but it worked. So no complaints really. But yeah, I think you've just got to put your hands up and say, oh, that's a great finish, there's not all you can do about that on the day
1: and and Ben it, it was almost two words of Sheffield Wednesday as quickly as you like um, I can't remember which order they came in uh, Bannon first or windass first but almwick kept us in the game with another massive save from from windass um and it was a great cross windass was in acres of space and almwick he just read, I watched it back he read it so well he didn't he didn't commit he stayed on his side and, and knew where windass was going to put it um less about the save and more about um, obviously almwick he's he's kind of made that number one shirt his own so far this season we'll talk about Runnison because he made his debut tonight against Birmingham but you can't really drop Almwick at the moment can you? because he's confident on crosses he's good with the ball at his feet and he's making those big saves each
3: game yeah at the moment he's he might be player of the season he's been brilliant um, and that's fantastic. not something I thought was it's not something I thought was going to happen um, I thought both keepers were a bit suspect and didn't really deserve to be number one but Armwick's coming and absolutely just nailed his chance he's been Outstanding, probably. In as what out of the five points he's probably in, there's two of them, um, yeah. at least. So, yeah, he's it as much as sort of. It felt like um, Runner Sun was bought in to become to take that number one spot with Alsop's impending move to Hull. Um Yeah, I don't see how you can actually drop Almack at the moment. He's being too. He's undroppable right now.
1: And he looks really good in that black goalie top, doesn't he?
3: Whenever that goes on sale.
1: Saturday morning, 10am. I've marked it in my calendar. Don't you worry, my boy. It's on sale with the... Is the, kit, the um, keeper's
3: kit on sale then as well. I thought it was just the third.
1: I hope so. It's, it's in the adverts, mate. Oh, oh. Is it?
3: I'll
1: be gutted if it it's that not. The- Panic. Yeah, exactly.
3: That third kit's bogging. All
1: right, we'll talk about the kit in a sec. Um, let's talk about the game What's first. Um, Tom, you've already kind of touched upon it, but the subs felt like they changed the game in that last sort of 10, 15 minutes, didn't they? I think um he made a triple sub. I think he brought Colwell, Tanner and Atete on all at once um, and all of them, they just seemed to give inject a bit of energy into the team, didn't they?
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's raw energy, isn't it? I think half the time Tanner doesn't know what he's going to do so the defences have got no chance. He's just one of those players that it's just when he has the ball at his feet he's, he's tricky, he's got intent, you know, he can pick a pass and it gets you off your seat as well and I think having the likes of him and Colwell to come off the bench is going to scare teams because they are talented young players. And, like, the players that probably at this stage... Well, we going to the Birmingham game might be a bit different, but, like, I don't think you can trust them for 90 minutes of a league game at the moment. But if you've got them at your disposal to bring on in the last few few minutes of a game to try and get a, try and get a winner, then they, they're great assets to have. And, you know, it does get you excited. There's it, been a while at CCS where, you know, we've been waiting for, you know, players to get us off our seats, you know, get balls into the box, be be tricky... And finally, it feels like we've got some of them.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I, I wrote about it on our substack. I, I think Tanner's Tanner and Colwell together are exciting, but I think Tanner is just so exciting because he is an old school winger. You don't see many players like him anymore, which is, some you know, I, I know we've got Josh Bowler as well, who is kind of like that, but Tanner is probably a bit bit pacier and obviously more raw because he's younger and a bit less kind of tamed by, by professional football. But all he wants to do is run at someone and get across him. Like you saw it in the Birmingham game tonight, which we'll talk about. The second goal comes from him just whipping a ball in. The penalty, Ben will get to now obviously it felt like the game was going to peter out. Um it looked like it was going towards a one all draw but um thank you Will Volks uh, agent Volks if you will um because you're a fucking idiot for handball in that. Um it came from a Tanner cross, didn't it? It just came from him whipping yeah. the ball in, and Will Volk's having no idea what to do but handball it.
0: Yeah, I think,
3: it but it was good link-up play between him and Colwell, which is a really a good one. like encouraging sign. They really linked up well for that sort of bit there. Um, and after the penalty as well, there was sort of that bit where Colwell could have done a bit more. Um, yeah, it's it's a bizarre thing for Volks So why he lifted his arm to the ball? I don't understand. He just seemed to panic. There was no one around him in the box. And that's all caused from Tanner's chaos, I think.
1: And and Tom, the cross wasn't, I don't want to be too critical, wasn't a great cross because it was going to where there were no players, really. It was going around, you know, it was quite close to the goal. If if the keeper had been probably a bit more alert, he could probably shout and tell and, and come out and claim it. But it caused enough panic that Will Volk's, um, oh, what did he do?
2: He was a stupid fucking idiot. The thing is, right, there's been ball after ball into the box and it was put in an area where it's between the defender and a, and a keeper. It's a dangerous yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, when it's that late in the game, the last thing you want is to leave that go past you and there to be a player waiting there to tap it in. He doesn't know what's behind him. Maybe yeah. that's the stuff of not looking. But obviously, it's stupid to stick your arm up. But, that, but that's the panic those players cause. You know, they've been relentlessly putting the ball in from that side of the pitch. And eventually, we got to them. And yeah, we were... We were lucky. We would do that bit of luck after the start we've had this season as well. But, you know, I, I, I think you've got to give like, Tanner credit as much as Will Vogt's been an absolute div in that situation. <laughs> because if, if it wasn't for them scaring those defenders, he's not sticking his arm out. Uh,
1: and the penalty itself, Ben, um, I mean, um, did you expect Warren Wintle to be t- stepping up to take that penalty? Um, I think that was
3: part of the confusion, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, was Penalties given... It? Everyone was sort of celebrated. And then it was, oh, wait, who's going to take it? I think they were sort of debating that on the pitch as well, which made me a bit uncomfortable yeah. for a second. It was, uh, I can't remember who it was on, on the side. I of think it, it was, there. Not, it, was it Grant as was well, possibly it. looking to have it. And I was still like, yeah. Um, but it was a cool, calm penalty because everyone sort of did that cheer and then every it seemed like the stadium collectively just had that flashback to last year of every penalty apart from one being missed. Actually, yes. yes, penalty. Oh shit, penalty. But cool, calm, quality penalty sort of sealed it and yeah, we massively needed that. Um Tom, I think
1: it's our third post 90th minute goal in four games so far this season. Um I mean, it's nice that we were on the right side of it for once, wasn't it? Um, but you can't deny that we're we're not an entertaining football team this year.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's massive that we're on the right side of it because I think I think that goal in so many ways like dispels a lot of kind of like worries that we had. You know, conceding late, we've scored late instead. Missing penalties, we've scored a penalty. You know, breaking down a team who probably finished below us in the league, we've done that as well. So I think that goal is absolutely massive for our season. I think just momentum that comes off it, you know, and i following up now with a cup win as well. This is a huge week. You know, There's we didn't go into the season with a huge amount of expectation, but there was excitement that something could happen. And now that excitement has kind of doubled a little bit and the fans again, all on board again. So I, I don't think we can underestimate how big that goal is. And I think, in a few months' time, we'll be looking at it at a real, real turning point in our season, even though it's so early on.
1: Um, one one final point on Sheffield Wednesday game, Ben, uh, before we get into the Twitter questions, Twitter comments. Um, Siopis made his kind of full debut. Obviously, he'd come off the bench against Leicester, uh, but he started uh, against Sheffield Wednesday. He um, just showed to me that he's exactly the midfielder we need. Just someone who runs and harries, gets the ball and gives it to someone else. Um, I think when I rewatch the highlights back, I think he made the first goal by simply breaking up play, giving it to a defender and then taking the ball back and breaking over the halfway line. And that just shows the quality of the player, doesn't it? And shows that how, how instrumental he could be going forward in the in the midfield.
3: I've never seen a player like... He's the human-like version of a Jack Russell. Yeah. Just absolutely tenacious everywhere. Small, just compact and just all over the shop in the best way possible. Broke up everything. Simple passes, kept it linked up the defence in the midfield, then managed to carry it forward. Um, I think he's going to be huge for us. I really do. Really, really exciting player. Um, and like you said, he's been what we've been crying out for for years. And that is one hell of a full debut to make because he was outstanding the whole time.
1: I think he almost got into a fight with Barry Bannon at one point. Um, I think he squared for up to that. A, a player who was taller than him as well. So he's my new favourite
3: It's very easy to be taller than no. him. Um, yeah. as my photo with him shows he is tiny yeah was he five foot six yeah he's I literally fee, fee, um, we were in Zara Femesh me going I think that's Gutas and then I looked up and he's like I think Siopas is with him too and I Could saw Gutas and a my risk. laugh it <laughs> genuinely genuinely took a second and be like where is he oh there he is
0: we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night
3: Uh, right,
1: let's go on to Twitter before we get into the Birmingham game. Um, first comment from our good friend of the pod, Ryan Marsh. Carl tenor at Tete made a huge difference yesterday. No question from me, just that statement. All the best. Brittany Lang, really pleased with the first home win. Impressed with Siopis and the best I've seen Gutas way too. Tanner makes such an impact from the bench. Only one question from me. Have we ever had another manager who could look cool wearing jeans on a match day? Um, Tom, have we ever, have an, ever had another
2: manager who wore jeans? I doubt it. It's a bold call, isn't it? I, I'm I'm still not bought on the, the the brown leather jacket. I think he can pull it off better than others, but you know he still looks ridiculous in my opinion. But the jeans, I think he's rocking. I, I think I think he's yeah, I think he's making it work. Listen, the man
1: wears Burberry, Montclair. Oh. I, I'm sure he's going to bust out Stone Island before we know it. Um, the guy's oh, got editorial elegance, and I, I'm here for it. If you could rock a Montclair on the sideline, I'm here for it. Um, Rodri, here we go, Ben. Which kit of our season of ours this season is your favourite? Also, is it worrying anyone else that we're easy to too easy to play against? Hoping for a good performance against Ipswich. See you there. You can have your rant about the blue kit now, Ben.
3: I think it's terrible. Like um, there was rumours, sort of like that third the third kit was going to be um, sort of what, like what the colour they were saying, yeah, like a minty green or like um, a teal. It's not. It's a sky blue. It looks like a Man City kit and a bad one at that. Um, I just don't see when we're going to wear it. It looks really, I just really, really don't like it at all. I think the uh, Away kit, I think, is a cracker. I really like that. I think the Home kit's solid as well. It's not the best, but it's not terrible at all. But yeah, I think that third kit really poor. And I was really excited for that. Some people said it was going to be a cracker. And oh, I was gutted. Tom, any viewpoints? I, mean, it doesn't help a, I s- saw it mainly on a six foot five Bluebird. Yeah. Sort of first, the first impression, but it, it it's not I the best marketing tool, I'll put it that, yeah. Uh Tom, have you got any
2: views on it? I quite like the colour, I think the pattern's a bit weird on it, more than anything. But I think it's all right. I don't I I, I think it's like a, a solid like five or six out of ten. It's not that offensive or anything, but it's definitely the my least favorite out of the three. I really like the home kit this year.
1: I really like the home kit amazing.
2: this year as well. I think it might be because I've just watched this score ninety-eighth minute. Winner in it. I think that helps. So yeah. I'm just associated with good times now. But I, I, yeah, I think it's a really, really decent kit.
1: Um, Scholar ho Michael says Is Seopis worthy of the Magic Hat song yet? do I think he's going to win ahead of this year. So you can't have the Magic Hat song. Um, Peter Thorne had it because he one loads of headers That's not, you can't just give it to anyone it's got to be a guy who's going to win loads of headers um, Rodri again opinion on bullet wearing jeans on a touchline we've covered that off Daniel Morgan Siopis is an absolute baller drums are back decent atmosphere and three points biggest question for me is still do we actually want Kiefer Moore Ugbo is on fire at the moment um, kind of covered off the Ugbo point uh, Ben but the drums do make a difference don't they to the atmosphere
3: yeah I thought um, it made a huge difference from the, from the start to be honest it was a real. I, I really enjoyed Saturday. We were all there. Um, I had to leave you boys because my leg was knackered and I had to go start, sit in the Indian stand because I'm pathetic. But other yeah. than that, I thought it was wicked. I thought it was wicked. Um, it was the best atmosphere yeah, we've had but, done. The singing
1: after the game and all that was. We I have not seen
3: that in, in a long time. It, it was like a together. was it? The 98th minute when it, when it certainly helped. But even before that, I think like the Barmy Army stuff and all that was going really well. But yeah. yeah, fair play to Vince for bringing it back. I know a few people sort of started slagging it off and he was getting a bit of grief for it, but it's massively needed and it makes such a difference just to keep it going and bring a bit of noise when it's quiet. Because I think the first game of the season, it was it was a really poor atmosphere at times. I know that we didn't have a lot to cheer about, but it was flat and it was uninspiring. So yeah, to have that back, all for it. Um, Alex Weissom, I hope we get the
1: chance to see Bowler and Tanner play together soon. Should- soon could do some real damage, yeah, to our defence, because there would be no cover. Stuart H, what's happened to the red flag, The flags on the red seats? That's uh, probably one for the supporters' liaison guy. I black, uh, yeah, Ian Blackmore, just thankful we got that win in the end. Hopefully a foundation to build from. Really like the midfield three. And Oli Tanner had the left back on toast towards the end, promising signs. Harry Dickens, I can't tell if that lovely third kit announcement means the black goalie kit is also being released on Saturday. I hope Ben has an opinion on this. Well, I, I'm a bit disappointed it might not be released now, but it's been in all the adverts. So my assumption is that it's going to be out on Saturday as well. And they did say it was going to be on sale soon. So if it's not on sale, I'll be writing a strongly worded letter to the club um, demanding. They just give me Alnwick's one um, when he, when he's not number one anymore. Uh, John TM Williams, Siopis will be player of the season when he gets up to speed. Uh, Callum Bowen, finally three points, still a lot of work to be done, but moving in the right direction slowly. Why does he keep taking Ramsey off 50 minutes before the end? Yesterday it was one all and we needed that goal and it takes, takes him off. Um, Tom, do you think it's just at this stage managing Ramsey's game time and managing Ramsey's fitness? Because we all know he gets those niggly injuries. He does kind of suffer more with those muscular injuries compared to other people. We still won the game, so it wasn't the end of the world. I understand the frustration with taking him off, but maybe that's just the plan at this stage.
2: Yeah, 100%. Like, missing him for 25 minutes at the end of a game compared to missing him for four games in a row because he's got a niggly injury. You know, you've got to weigh it up. You know, he's played every game for us so far in the league and, like, Long may that continue. If we have to take him off, and it's a bit of a risk, I think it's a risk worth willing to take. And we have now got game changers on our bench who come on and can create chances. Yes, they're not the same calibre as, as Ramsey, but there's still there's another option. So until it completely backfires on us, which I don't think it has so far, then keep it going.
1: Um, James C. Roberts much needed win in my opinion think getting the first one out of the way is always the hardest has to be said though, um, everyone generally had a good game just a shame they let Bannon have the freedom of card to score scandalous great that Volks is still a bluebird Will Davis I still like Will Volks. Ellis Hearn great win but I have to ask after having this conversation with my brother Uggbo doesn't play the best and scores gold goals would you realistically bring the striker and then bench your best goal scorer for this season for someone who plays well but doesn't score we've already had that debate um it was respectful peaceful um diplomatic um and i think we we agreed to disagree on that front uh Diff MJ, not our strongest performance of the season but we got the win midfield was finally able to take control of the game outside of 10 minutes bell what excites me most is we seem to have a big player missing from each game fully fit squad plus kiefer plus a center back and we could go on a run Ewan James, first live game for me, but Gutas is the real deal. Him and Macra at the back end be Titans going forward. Similarly, Siopis alongside Riles were immense. Great to see a spike in the team now. Rob Jones, yesterday felt good. Felt like an agent's getting three points at home. Also, why did we miss so many penalties last season Was when, when Winter was on the pitch? He took it with so much confidence, possibly could have made things easy for us last season. Um, Bluebird X said we were being lazy with the podcast and we should have got it in earlier. That's fair, fair point. Uh, 20G91. How lovely is that third kit, though? Ben doesn't agree. And Evan Williams, Ciopis is the answer. Bullet making a triple sub when we had a free kick on the edge of the box, taking Ramsey and rolls off was wild, though. So there's a couple more that just appeared. Lee Samuel still needs to be more clinical. Odawa scores. We win by three or four for sure. And Oliver Reese, Errol just gets it. Speaks well in the interviews. Open and honest is all you can ask for in a manager. Hope the club, given the time he needs to get this squad ticking, only a few more signings and we look in a good position that's the first Errol just gets it claxon of the season and we're moving on to the Birmingham game Ben and Tom we've probably said it already but um, I can't can't remember if we have Um, let's start the start on this one Ben because where else do you start at the start Um, or as Frank Turner said let's begin at the beginning two defenders to start the game against Birmingham tonight yes it's a Carabao Cup game but that looked pretty mental didn't it
3: yeah I still can't work out what happened how we lined up Um, it was bold (laughs) Um, to say the least. Uh, Apparently, yeah,
1: the, the club Twitter account said five three two with Tanner and
3: Grant as wing backs. Started so to be Romeo, Ng, Adams. and Adams as centre backs. Yeah. Again, that still sounds mental. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying what the club twitted,
1: tweeted. But if
3: you look, if you're looking at evolution of the club, like, and if we've got rid of the McCarthy area completely, we've gone from five centre backs to none. And I think that's progressive and sort of hipster football at its peak, to be honest.
1: Pep Guardiola did that. that everyone would be calling him a genius. Um, so I think Eric exactly. is a genius. Um, but Tom, it didn't seem to affect us, did it? Um, let, let's predicate this on the fact that none of us watched the game, because unless you were at the game, I think that tonight there are only 630 Cardiff fans who've actually seen the game. We do have a voice note from our, our correspondent at the game, Rhys Jenkins, Um Fan of the pod, friend of the pod. I'll put that in here now, and then we'll talk about the
0: game. But it's a great win on the weekend, and they followed it up superbly tonight. Um, interesting starting lineup. up The old looked like a 2-4-4, but was actually a really slick back three. Um, Ruben Carwell first goal, superb. Some lovely build-up play as well. Um, red card, Birmingham were getting frustrated. Looks like Lukas Jukovic, if that's pronounced correctly, uh, just lashed out. Um, and you know stupid stupid rash challenge um, but the second goal I mean bloody hell I know I say a lot when I watch Cardiff after we play three passes together that it's like watching Brazil but that really was an, a cracking finish from Wintle. Um Hogan pulled him back against the run of play but a lovely Kieran Evans ball across the six-yard box for an easy Etete tap in to make it 3-1 um, and you know let's, let's on this even though it's just in the cup. Let's get a run together. We'll love that. Um and do you know what I just got back to my car and all the windows are intact. So successful night for me. Cheers boys.
1: Tom so, um, with our limited, you know, thanks to reach for, for for sending us that um that report. Um from our limited vantage point, it sounded like a great start, didn't it? Um we scored very early on. Uh, Grant and Colwell um, it, it looked like a lovely ball out to Grant from, from Wintle good cross-head and Colwell with the deftest of the touch but at home um, I mean it's a great start away at Birmingham isn't it?
2: Yeah again it gets rid, rid of the nerves I think like in a game like that when it's like two championship teams and, like and Birmingham being in good form it just felt like it could be one of those games that could get away from us and we'd lose 2-0 or something like that so for us to score that early on and it's such a good finish like that is someone who's just instinctively a talented player. The way he's just stuck his foot down and put it in the like it looks so effortless. Yeah. And like he barely moves. Yeah, it's it's an unbelievable finish. And yeah, like I said, it just calms the nerves. And it's like, was it like 10 changes we made? And it didn't look yeah. like it at all. Like from what i from those limited like highlights I've seen on Sky Sports News and stuff, we looked fluid. Like we were passing the ball about the linker play looked good and and that goal typified it. It was a great, great finish and a great way to start the game.
1: Um and Ben, I, I don't know if you're the same as me, but when I looked at Birmingham's team, you, you've still got people who, you know, they had a lot of first teamers still playing. Sanderson um, is their captain and has been playing most of the season. We know how good Sanderson could be. Bakuna, Jukovic uh, Stansfield, they've all been contributing in the league this year. I was a bit nervous going into this game, especially because of the changes we made. I think only NG started from Saturday, basically. We had a new keeper behind a defence that only had one that you could say was a recognised centre-half in NG. And all of a sudden we're dominating the game from the start it it, it was really exciting to hear wasn't it
3: yeah it shows players are bought in isn't it it shows they really really understand what they're doing even out of position which is crazy um yeah like you said i i was concerned you sort of look at that team and i think like the twitter reaction was very nervy of oh bloody hell what's this all about but yeah they got it didn't they and it's it's a weird one because we haven't seen the game. We can't really say exactly like how it went or anything, but just to get the win and score that quickly just make, like you said, makes life a lot easier. But I, I don't know how you sort of mastermind that with that team. I still don't understand how it's come off like that and how we won it quite. Like I know, I know they bought a goal back and got the nervy, but how we sort of won that quite comfortably. It didn't sound like there were too many chances towards the end. It wasn't like the usual classic city sort of waiting and clinging on.
1: Well, no. And I think if you look at the stats, um, obviously they were down to 10 men. We'll talk about, I mean, Yukovic got sent off. None of us have seen it, but it sounded terrible. Um, If you look at the stats, 70% possession for us, 552 passes. Uh, We had nine corners to there too. We had more shots. We had more big chances. Um, You know, we had more shots on target. We had more expected goals. We had more attempted passes. We basically dominated every metric, Tom. Um, And obviously, I think the the one that that struck me, and if you, you know, we, I listened on Cardiff City World um, or or Cardiff City Player, whatever you you call it these days. Um, The commentators on there were ranting and raving about how good our performance was. We went in at half time with seventy five percent possession. I think at one point in the first half, we had eighty one percent possession. The question I have for you, Tom, on that is: Has
2: hell frozen over? Yeah, I thought it was a good. (laughs) Every single app on my phone, Um, but. It's good to see though because like we're not doing that every game either. Like, it, it, you know, it's kind of horses for courses. But I suppose if you're going to play only midfielders in your team, perhaps it is easier to keep the ball. Perhaps we're on to something. But, yeah. you know, I, I still think our expected goals was fairly low. Not to drag that in again. But like, it still felt like we, from what, like, texting people about the game and stuff, it felt like it was possession, but with intent still. It was yeah. like effective possession. It wasn't just like, ticky-tack of stuff across the back, we were still trying to go forward and that's the bit that's exciting about it. We're not keeping the ball for the sake of it. We're keeping the ball with the in- intention of going forward and getting at teams. So it's great to see that we've got that in our locker and, you know, a 35% backs against the wall against a better team in our locker as well. It shows that we've got, we've got players we can bring in, we can rotate players, but we can also rotate tactics as well.
1: When I was listening to the commentary, they they said it was we were, we were getting forward quickly and we were getting forward directly. And I think under Neil Warnock, all we did was get forward quickly. We didn't keep the ball. We just got it past the halfway line and knocked it up to the big lads as soon as we could. It sounds like we're almost finding the perfect middle ground of where we're keeping possession. We can pass it around, as you say, Tom. But we're also doing what was really good under Warnock, which is just getting the ball forward and getting into the channels quickly. And obviously that helps having people like Tanner, having people like Colwell playing, because all they want to do is get forward and attack. Um, uh, Ben, I I don't know if it was the same for you, but listening to the game, it sounded like there were some really good performances from players who perhaps are on the peripheries at the moment. Um, You know, there's been talk this week that Rino Maltu could be out on his way on loan. Sawyers came in despite already being told that he is probably going to leave the club and put in a really good performance. Colwell, we've already mentioned. Abu Adams filling in at centre-half. And the seemed like he had a lot of endeavour, got forward a lot and, and got his goal towards the end of the game. That's really encouraging, isn't it? That the players who perhaps haven't been involved on Saturday or came on and did 10, 50 minutes on Saturday have put in a brilliant performance tonight and probably given Errol Bullet something to think about ahead of Saturday.
3: Yeah, because how many times over the last few years have we been in this position where we've given these players, these fringe players a chance in the cup and they've just not performed? I yeah. think for years and years it's been a case of this is right, this is their chance to put the foot in and sort of make their case for being in this team. And no one's really done it. Arguably, now you're going to have clamours for Carl Will starting. You're going to have people clamouring for Tanner to be starting. And um, Wintle suddenly comes in in two goals in two games. Yeah. Suddenly, it's gone from an easy pick of because I thought Joe Rolls was class against Ipswich uh, against um, Sheffield. Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I thought he was class. To suddenly, you've got a question that you have going, oh, do you start Wintle? Do you start Rolls? Like all of that's really encouraging because for too long it's been a case of you could pretty confidently p- predict. 10 out of the 11 starting players if you knew who was fit um yeah. now there's options now there's players like players in form sort of pushing other players and sort of which will elevate other players again it's competition's massively important for the best squads and yeah for the first time in a long time we seem to have that
1: um and tom another area we didn't mention them was in goals obviously it was Renison's um debut tonight um, sounds like he didn't have a lot to do in terms of making direct saves but there were a couple of moments where he excelled himself um, he kept a free kick from crossing the line by what looks like inches uh, and apparently when Jukovic got sent off he was quite quick to uh, calm everyone down obviously I think Almick's still probably going to start on Saturday but people were a bit apprehensive about the runners and signing it sounds like he put in a pretty good first game for us
2: yeah it'd be interesting to see that saved by inches one whether that's needlessly close or whether it's a good save or not. Because all I've seen so far is a screenshot. It sounds like was a very enough.
1: far back version from <laughs> the other end of the pitch. It looks like a good save, but again, it's
2: yeah. 100 yards away. But no, it's good that he's come in and not, you know, I've made a howler because I think like, it's full of Arsenal fans saying he's shit after watching him play one game. And, yeah. you know, I, it's easy how like fans could easily get on the back of that if he made a mistake for us or something. So it's good that he's come in as part of a winning performance in the Cup, which, is what was it, the first time we are in the third round, since so 2014, I think it is. That's
3: wild, isn't it?
2: I like, we used to be a team who were good in Cups, you know. <laughs> FA Cup
3: final, League Cup final,
2: yeah. Yeah, and then suddenly we were fucking rubbish. So, like, it, you know, having him come into that environment of the fans being excited by it, it's great for him, and yeah. And it's good to have two keepers who could be vying for the jersey, because if he had just one... We saw last year when Alan wasn't really going to look, in, all a little bit complacent with it, and his performances did dip. So it's good to have two people vying for that shirt.
1: Um, I wrote here about the Yukovic red. Uh, apparently, stamped on a Boo Adams, but there's no point talking about it because I still haven't seen it. Um, so we'll we'll skip over that. It sounded bad. Uh, he got sent off. See you later. Um, but let's talk about the the second goal, Ben. Um, I mean, Wintel again with the with the second goal to to put us two 0 up, um, but. It was a lovely finish, wasn't it? It was a lovely passage of play. I think the ball, I think Wintle starts it with a ball out wide to to Tanner. Tanner whips it in, and Gol- Colwell again with the deftest of touch just to knock it back to to um to Wintle, who killed it in from the edge of the box. I mean,
3: that's bullet ball in a nutshell, isn't it? It was just lovely football. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Just the 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 bit that stands out for me is that layoff from Colwell because that's so easy just to sort of, Put your foot through to get a bit of weight on yeah. it and make it really difficult for Wintle to come onto that finish. He's put the weight on that absolutely perfectly. So it's just there on a plate and Wintel just tucks it home. It's a great goal. Um, yeah, uh, do you, think Wintle, do you think Wintle Russia.
1: had that in his locker?
3: No, because he's not really been a goal midfielder, is he? He's, no, I can think of the free kick last year. Um, Outside of that, he's not really got too many. And it's, again, it's good to see midfielders getting in the box and getting that because we haven't had enough of that over the years. Like I think, I love Joe Rawls, but the one thing is he doesn't get enough goals. He doesn't get in the box enough. Uh, doesn't sort of sit on the edge of the 18 when you're sort of on those attacks. So the fact that we've got a midfielder getting into those positions is massively encouraging.
1: It's funny, isn't it? Because you said it about Rawls, but that was a big part of his game a few years ago. Um, you'd always, you, know, you could always rely on him to get five or six goals in a season. Uh, he scored a hat trick in games. I know, I know a couple of them were penalties, but it, it, it seems like he's, as he's gotten older, he's dropped back a little bit and he's he's adapted his game. Um, Birmingham scored. Tom won't talk about that because I don't think I've seen that goal either. Um, but we'll talk about Atete's. Uh, I said winner, but the third goal to to round off the game in sort of the 90th minute. Again, another late goal. Um, we're getting good at doing that now. Uh, two and two. Uh, but it was nice to see Kieran Evans pop up with an assist, wasn't it? And um, obviously, he came off the bench. Um, I think there's conversations about potentially whether he leaves on loan. Um, that's obviously still to be decided ahead of Friday's deadline. But it was good that he got an assist and got um, a really good cross into the box. And it was also really good to see a Tete score because I think people have started questioning whether a Tete is a striker for us, is somebody who's going to score a lot of goals. But it wasn't the easiest of finishes, but he put it away with a plum, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he did. And, you know, he scored a few goals for us now. He, he, he scores yeah. in a couple of games and, you know, he scored the odd league goal as well. It's not like he's. We've had strikers we've paid a lot of money for who've had huge barren spells. He's not one of those. He's scored quite a few goals for us. He's not prolific, but he's had his moments. And then, yeah, like you said, with the likes of Kieran Evans coming on, I think when you you see that you're 2-1 up and you see, I think, like Kieran Ashford came on as well, you worry a little bit that if we concede late on, that might do more harm than good than playing in those games. But for for a player like Kieran Evans to come on and, and set up a goal late on, that's... that. He's just going to feel him full of confidence, and rightly so. So it's really good to see. I, I, I did see the Birmingham goal. Um, we're it, not talking it w- about it. Oh, we're not talking about it. There we go then. only No, you time. can't.
1: Yeah, go for it. Go for it. It,
2: it, it looked a little bit easy. It, like Hogan had just come on the pitch, and it was an easy ball through. And I think that's what happens when you've only got one recognised defender in the field. You will have the odd moment like that. But I think you can forgive um, that goal for the performance of the rest of the team Rest of the game,
3: it was a good finish, though. He tucked it away well, yeah. He did well. The Hulkamaniacs will be happy. Um,
1: and we're through to round three. Um, uh, Ben, who do you want in the next round? Swansea are out, so we can't play them. Thank fuck,
3: yeah. None of the Welsh clubs made it through. Um, it doesn't matter who we play because as a wise philosopher once said, uh, the bluebirds are flying all the way to footy heaven, so it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who, <laughs> doesn't matter who we play. To- <laughs>
1: I was on a stag do on Sunday and I sang that song more than I've ever sung it in my life <laughs> we're going to do <laughs> we're going to Wemblee, <laughs> and we're going to be tidy um, I don't even know and where then it came we from don't,
3: it just, and it then just when we don't win the cup the guy will never be seen again
1: oh, that's a shame Tom you're always pretty good at saying who you want in the next round who do you want in round three
2: either someone absolutely massive away or like a tiny tin pot club that we're never going to play away as well sat in through aren't they yeah, like that'd so, be great.
1: Yeah, from from tonight, if you look at if you look up and down, um, Exeter are through. Um, oh, wouldn't mind that. See, Port Vale are through. No. Um, Man- Mansfield are through. Um, obviously, Bradford are through. Did yeah Sutton went through, so Sutton through, um, and then Salford won on penalties, did they? Nine eight, degrees. Yeah. Long, nine eight. Um, So Salford are through. And obviously there's tomorrow's games as well. So you could see the likes of Wimbledon if they get past Chelsea, Harrogate if they get get past Blackburn uh, and Doncaster if they beat Everton. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to see what happens in the next round. Ties take place 25th of September. Draw happens tomorrow night. That's Wednesday. Um, We can't wait to see who we get. Right, moving on. Last week of the window, boys. um, Errol Bullitt has been quoted post-match talking about what he wants in. He says, we need centre-backs. He hopes to sign at least one, maybe two. He was asked about Keith Amore. He says, right now, I cannot say anything. Wait until Friday, and then we will see surprises, he hopes. Um, Jack Simpson doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Um, He basically wasn't in the squad tonight because he had sickness. Uh, Ryan Olsopp's gone. They've got some money for him. A fucking miracle. Uh, But he was overall very happy. He said, today we played without centre-backs and created a back three from midfielders. I'm really satisfied with the performance generally. They made pressure, made them make mistakes. We did it well. We created chances and we scored. Um, said they were a bit relaxed after 10 men, yada, yada, yada. But the transfer window, talking about two centre-backs, Tom, do you agree that we need two centre-backs? Obviously, Simpson came on against Leicester. You know, we know what Jack Simpson's like. Um, I, I feel sorry for him sometimes. This could be his confidence, whatever. Um, but it doesn't feel like he's going to be our, our main backup this season, does it? Um, one or two centre-backs, you think he's right?
2: Yeah, I think so. When, I think when you see the squad tonight, you know, it highlights it. I don't know whether that's a, a move just to go, look, we haven't got any centre-backs, so I'm going to play with zero um, just to try and get some of them in. But no, we definitely need some depth there because we can't keep playing, you know, squads like we did tonight. We, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't get away with that in the league as much, I don't think. So uh, we definitely need one in, if not two, by the end of this window, for sure.
1: Anyone you, you got your eye on, Tom?
2: I never do, do I? I don't really look much outside of Cardiff, to be honest.
1: No. Uh, ben, we were linked with... Um, I can't remember his name, Aziz S- S- Siddharth, I think, from Federbache. Um, I don't know if that would be a loan transfer, whatever it may be. Any centre backs you've got your eye on?
3: Not really. It's really hard to sort of judge where we are yeah. with this. Again, like some of these players have come out of nowhere. If you told me Seopsis is coming in, I, I wouldn't have known who he was, to be honest. So, said, where is now now he? Come- yeah. So. We'll just see. See, I, at the moment, you can't fault their record. It seems to be going quite well.
1: Um, ben, on that front, obviously, rumours around key for more rumours around whatever else. Apart from centre backs, is there anywhere else we desperately need to strengthen? It sounds like we're going into the the, the kind of next few months with um, Armwick and Runnison as our main two. A couple of under twenty one keepers. Would you want to bring in another keeper? Would you want to bring in another midfielder? Is there anywhere else you think we need to get a player in?
3: No, I think like if we can get centre-backs are vital and I think a striker's a lovely Brucey bonus. Um, just centre-back is just the crucial one, isn't it? We can't go in with Jack Simpson and Xavier Benjamin as sort of the two cover there. It's very, very weak. I agree. I think if we can get two in, that would be superb. Um, but yeah, nowhere else. I'm happy with midfield, happy with the options out wide. Um, yeah, centre-backs for me are key.
1: Right, let's talk about Kiefer Moore. Um, my source tells me, um, shout out Aaron um uh, that apparently it's uh, there's two options that Keith Moore has on the table. One of us is us, one of them is Plymouth. Um, Tom, if you had to put money on it now, is Kiefer Moore signing for us on Friday? Yes. You think he is? All right. Uh, ben, what do you think?
3: Oh, I think he might... I think it's been such a <laughs> weird window for it. I don't know why. I've just, the same, you know, that same gut feeling I had with Ramsey. I've got it with Kiefer. I don't know why. It's been too, there's been too many links for it not to have a lot in it. And, um, well, so yeah. he got,
1: he started tonight against Swansea. Uh, by all accounts, didn't have the best game. I think he touched the ball nine times, but Bournemouth didn't play particularly well in the first half. Taken off at half time. The talk today on Sky Sports was that if Bournemouth um, get their a striker in on loan by Friday, they'll let both him and Jamal Lowe go. Um, you know, if we can sign him on loan, it sounds like he, it sounds like Kiefer Moore would, would probably want to come back here. Um, Tom, if we sign Kiefer Moore, is this the best transfer window we've had in years?
2: Yeah, I think considering the circumstances, actually, without the circumstances. Yeah it is and I think that's what makes it like stand so much above the rest that we can't pay for anyone and, and like we've said it before it's made us think outside the box it's made Bullet like go after go down his black book of contact lists and stuff like that and it's worked so far so yeah for me it's it's our best window for a long long time and if, if Tifa Moore comes in then yeah it's streets ahead of uh, what we've had recently um, Ben same question for you best
1: transfer window we've had ever
3: yeah, I think at the moment it's up there with the third year in red, sort of the one portion that first time of sort of everything we needed sort of fell into place. Um, if we bring Kiefer in, then it's even better, I think. It's unreal, the fact we've managed to get to this position already under a transfer embargo, bringing in a proven 20-goal-a-season striker on an, under an embargo. Mental, alongside sort of like a former world-class midfielder, Aaron Ramsey.
1: And even then, when Motherwell. you think about, like Siopis and Gutas are players that we would never have signed previously, because they, you know, they play in these these leagues that we would never have looked at, and obviously bringing Bulletin has changed our focus and looked in places that we wouldn't have looked. But those two players alone are fantastic signings as well.
3: I think you think Siopis has won the Turkish league. It's not it's like he's Greek like internationals. Yeah, yeah, it's not like yeah. It's, I think most of the players we bought in have been have got some international cap. Yeah. it's bizarre. Like we've never like fair play to the club. They they have worked their bollocks off to get these through and they've done really well. It's very easy to slag them off and sort of say they're doing a lot wrong. But this window, as far as sort of the football side of it goes, yeah. Outstanding business so far.
1: Um every action Tom has to have an equal and opposite reaction. That means players are gonna leave. Um, who do you think I think it's clear. Campbell's gonna leave, isn't it? I was amazed he was on the bench tonight, but I think that just says um that we were short of um, of substitutes with um Benjamin and, and, and Simpson both out injured. Um Soyers and Rinamoto. there's probably a debate over which one of those you'd let go. Um, for me at the moment, I'd probably say goodbye to Sawyer's ahead of Rinomotta. I just think Rinamoto has a bit more to offer. Um, is there anyone else that you'd, you'd say goodbye to at this point? Obviously, we, uh, Luther has gone out on loads of slough. Um, um, I think they're, they're conference south potentially. Um, so he's getting some games on there. We've seen Ojo, Davis, and Bagan go. Feels like there's not many other players who could go, is there?
2: No, I think those three are the ones that stand out. Um, I'd like to keep Rinomotta personally. I think, like you said, he has got more to offer. Sawyers, I think we've got enough. Kind of, I think you're hoping for him to be a bit of a, you know, unlock a bit of an attacking talent in our squad. And I don't think he's done that for us, really. And I think we've got enough elsewhere in the squad now that we don't need him there to do it. I, I, I don't begrudge him at all. He's done all right at times. It just hasn't really clicked for him. So if Campbell and Sawyers go, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'd like to keep Reno if, if we could.
3: Uh, ben, Reno or Sawyers? Um Ooh. Yeah, I think reno has got a uh, reno has got a place in the squad I don't think Sawyer's does
1: Alright um, I thought you meant that Sawyer's was going to go um, So I, that's why I went Whoa Sawyer's was going
3: to stay That's why I went Whoa Oh you um, sort of just said names and didn't express which was which
1: Yeah that's fine mate No that's my. That's on me That's on me as host um, I should be better at hosting Yeah um, uh, it's my fault. Um, so, and I'm also distracted because I was trying to find the league table um, ahead of the, talking about Ipswich on Saturday, which is just a few days away now, with Tom. Uh, Ipswich, they are sixth in the league. They've won three, lost one. Uh, eight and five, they've scored. Um, you know... A lot of football hipsters on other podcasts seem to think they're going to run away with the league. Um, not for me. Um, I don't think Ipswich are a bad side, but um, you know, coming up from uh, League One, they've got some great players, but it could be tougher than they think. But it is going to be a tougher away trip, isn't it? Because it's fucking miles away.
2: Yeah, exactly. That. They've started well, and I think yeah, they can, they shipped four last time out against Leeds, but that's a Leeds team who've got a wealth of attacking talent. I don't think you can read too much into that. No. Um, they, they've had some pretty good results beginning of the season. It is it is going to be a tough task, but seeing how we've faced up on away games so far against Leeds and Leicester, then I'm going into it with a bit of confidence that we can get something from it. And I'm sure the rest of our fan base does too. Um, and it's been a while since we've gone into a game of this kind of calibre, thinking we could get something out of it. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a real test for us. Um, and I think... like. I think we're going to shock teams this year. And I think this might be one of them. Um, I'm I'm really confident going into this game. We're coming on the back of two great results. Um, what, the first, like the Sheffield Wednesday were not a ridiculously good performance, just a fantastic result. Finally winning a cup game. I think there's going to be a bit of momentum. And I, I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm really, really looking forward to it.
1: Um, ben, you know, we've had two games this week, Sheffield Wednesday and now Birmingham. We've seen two very different lineups. Are there any changes that you'd make? You know, we've talked about how good tanner has been. We've talked about where Colwell was tonight. Um, you know, we've we've talked about um, Siopis and, and the debut he put in. Are there any changes you'd make from Saturday and Tuesday's game into Ipswich game, or would you keep it largely the same as Sheffield Wednesday?
3: I keep it largely the same. I think the one question is, do you play Riles or do you play Wintle? Um, outside, I don't think it's the right game for Ollie Tanner to come, to start. Um, there's there's better games where he can sort of make that impression. I think off the bench, I think it's going to be a wicked option there. Um, you sort of look at how we've when we've gone into games we're clearly the underdog, and amazingly despite him being a promoted side, we are pretty comfortably the underdog on this. Um, I'm quite encouraged. They're not quite at that level of sort of Leicester and Leeds where where we put in really good performances. So the squad, play that squad that played against Sheffield Wednesday, but sort of go with the style of play that we did against sort of Leeds and Leicester. I think it's made up to sort of really cause a problem, sort of maybe even sneak a draw or take home three points.
1: Um, On that point that Ben raised there, Tom, it does feel like the Birmingham game was almost like a bit of an experiment for a bullet in in how they could play a, a completely different system, how they could play a completely different way. There's, there's stuff we have to take from that game into our league games now isn't there you know if, it, if it's the passing the way we passed the way we started the game how we got the ball down the line whatever it may be there, there's a confidence that we need to take from that that Birmingham game into the league games now isn't there
2: yeah 100% I think like I think that the, the one major positive I took from today is that we made 10 changes but it didn't look like a weakened team Yeah, I think like I think every one of those players you wouldn't be shocked if they were in a starting 11 and I think and then you've got those attacking talents. Yeah, we could take you from the League Cup into the game on the weekend, but it doesn't have to be from the outset either. I think, you know, the, seeing like Colwell and Tanner link up, that doesn't have to be from minute one, that could be from minute sixty. So I think like, yeah, seeing that whole new system uh, today is is massive and seeing it work, yeah, is absolutely huge. Um and yeah, I think that's where my confidence is coming from. Look, we've got the likes of bowler coming back as well. I don't know how how long is he out for? Do we do we know? Is it was it just a niggle? I think it's
3: just like, yeah, from what I've read, it was only a week sort of thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because you might see then like, like someone like make day dropping out, Ugbo going back up top and Bowler coming in at wide or something like that. Like we've got options now and good options. So yeah, I'm excited to see taking what we've seen in the last two games into this game on Saturday.
1: And we might have new signings from Friday, Ben. Um, if Kiefer more signs Friday, do you throw them in from the start?
3: <sighs> yeah, Possibly.
1: Ooh, I think Tom's shaking his head Ben says yes possibly go on Ben
3: well he's played a bit of football it's not like he's coming out from the cold he's not played any football no, you're right he's, get, he's getting he's getting a bit of football so yeah it's a game we've, we always saw first time he was here what sort of Kiefer could do in these sort of games if it's a scrappy sort of game which I think it might be um, he's the perfect bloke to pop up with a goal there and sort of bring other people into it as well more than Ugbo would be but off the bench if he does come in that's out of an option to bring off if Ugbo doesn't get going
1: um, Tom former players always score against us and Moore used to play for Ipswich would you not just want to reverse the curse
2: yeah obviously would want to reverse the curse that'd be fantastic there we go then that's why you've got to play him come well like, yeah but I, don't think, I think I'd bring him off the bench for ultimate chaos with 20 minutes to go I think you keep you keep Ugbo on because he deserves it at the moment Keep keep his confidence high and then if he was there in this ma- in this massive hypothetical situation where we signed him, I'd bring him on for the last twenty. Because yes, he's played football, but not that much. And when he has played football, he's been hook- hooked off after forty-five minutes. So maybe give him a bit of time before we're throwing him straight into the starting lineup
1: for ultimate chaos. You'd probably bring him on for alnick as well, wouldn't you? Just go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, right Perry
1: then. Predictions. You want right, yeah? Put Ng back in goals. Predictions, Ben.
3: Uh, I'm gonna go to all, but like an encouraging Ooh. display tool. all,
1: yeah. A confident to all, Tom.
3: I think we're gonna win 3 like
1: 1. A repeat of yes uh, tonight,
0: yeah.
2: You want to back it up with anything, or just uh, yeah, I, I, hang? I think we're just gonna catch. I, I just gonna think we're gonna catch the odd team this year by surprise, and I feel like this is one of those games, all right.
1: Um, I think we're going to win 2-0 um, again it's, it's between your results we've got a 2 all, a 3-1 I've just cut out the other team scoring goals and it's kind of like the perfect balance between all three results and um, That's it. We're almost at an hour again. Look at that. Professional as fuck. Um, Remember, you can vote for us in the Football Content Awards. Uh, Go to our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash VFTNinian. It's the pinned tweet at the top. Look for the link tree in our bio. Um, All the details are in there. Um, Please vote for us. Again, don't have any idea if we're going to win or not, but it would be nice to be nominated. Um, We'll be back after the Ipswich game on Saturday. Um, if you like what we do go to our k o f i fi kofi.com forward slash vftninion follow us on twitter twitter.com forward slash vftninion Ben is there anything you want to say that will pad us out right to the hour
3: um the bluebirds are flying all their way to footy heaven they're going to win the cup like it's
1: 1927 Yeah, I didn't really remember the words of that song that's the worst part about singing it at the stag do every time that they sang it they'd extend it by one line and I couldn't remember the verses um, but I did my best.
3: Big slap. My best. Always enjoy that. Uh,
2: Tom, anything from you? I just don't think anything sums up how professional a podcast is uh, than you saying professional as fuck, really. <laughs> <laughs> I again, I so thought that was a lovely touch.
1: Yeah, no problem at all. Um, look, I, I like to host an veneer of professionalism, uh, but also I like to undermine it at the same time. Um, It's part of my charm. Um, It's part of
3: your charm also that you were going to say professionality instead of professionalism. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) It's amazing, really. I work with words. I'm a comms manager and I can't speak. Uh, If any journalists need to ring me tomorrow, please do because I won't be able to speak. Right, that's it. See you back after the game on Saturday. Thanks for listening once again. All the best. Tara. kind regards.